0: Welcome to Misty 101 podcast we hope that you enjoy this episode of our podcast. Ukrainian spooks claim Russian elite plan to poison Putin with successor chosen already. An intelligence body has claimed that some of those in Vladimir Putin's inner circle are planning to get rid of the Russian president by poisoning him. According to the Chief Directorate of Intelligence of the Ministry of Defense of Ukraine a group of Russian elites are aiming to swiftly replace their leader after his death. The group said the plan had been sparked by a desire to restore economic ties with the West. According to the brief there are a number of powerful insiders at the Kremlin who are worried about the impact the ongoing conflict in Ukraine is having on business they are concerned about ongoing sanctions against their country. The Ukrainian intelligence service claims that a successor to Putin has already been chosen in the form of FSB director Oleksand Bortnikov. It is known that Bortnikov and some other influential representatives of the Russian elite are considering various options to remove Putin from power the chief directorate of intelligence said. In particular, poisoning sudden disease, or any other coincidence is not excluded. The agency suggested that the losses incurred by Chechen forces in the north of the country may have influenced the alleged plot. This weekend Ukraine said that part of the notorious Chechen fighting squadron had been sent back to Russia after many of their troops were killed. The suggestion that Bortnikov is the man to replace Putin could be considered surprising given how the two men have worked their way up through Russian society together. They both served on the KGB in Leningrad, before Bortnikov took over the rebranded security agency. Bortnikov's FSB is both the brain and the heart of the Putin regime, a state within the state according to an in-depth investigation by the Dossier Center. At the beginning of the conflict a usually camera shy Bortnikov delivered the goods for Putin when he claimed that two of his border guards had captured a Ukrainian military saboteur alive on Russian soil. He said that saboteur had malicious intentions against the state, before they were taken out by his people. While the claims were preempted and then debunked by the West, they served as a means of justifying the war within Russia. Bortnikov has now fallen out of favor with the Moscow despot, over errors in the Ukraine war. Putin has lashed out at and sacked eight generals in a bid to divert blame from himself for the bloody war which has killed almost 15,000 of his troops in just 25 days. The increasingly paranoid leader has even publicly ranted about traitors and scum who he suspects of being disloyal to Moscow possibly by leaking information. The elite plotters, according to Ukrainian intelligence, picked out 70-year-old Bortnikov because they believe he could spearhead the restoration of economic ties with the West. They are increasingly worried about Russia becoming a pariah state, shunned by the West and having their houses, bank accounts and yachts seized as well as their ability to travel and conduct business crippled. Bortnikov is believed to have a network of insiders working and living within Ukraine, where he ran a network of agents for many years. The Ural's born ruthless career spy has long been one of Putin's closest aides. He also heads the FSB's economic arm, playing a key role in building Russia's post-Soviet era growth, while leading counterintelligence operations to ensure it was not penetrated by Western spies but it is thought Putin is now furious with him for allowing his military commanders to be wrong-footed by the ferocious Ukrainian defense against the invasion. Already Russian Security Council Deputy Head Dmitry Medvedev has sacked FSB Deputy Vyacheslav Asharkov over bungles in intelligence that led to the invasion. The sacking has also left Bortnikov, who apparently suggested it, in disgrace with Putin. One Ukrainian intelligence source revealed recently, it is noteworthy that Bortnikov has recently been disgraced by the Russian dictator. The official reason for the disgrace of the FSB leader fatal miscalculations in the war against Ukraine. Bortnikov and his department were responsible for analyzing the mood of Ukraine and the ability of the Ukrainian army. It is also suspected that within Moscow's intelligence community somebody had leaked information to Ukraine about Chechen fighters attacking Kyiv from the north. It is not known if veteran spy and key Moscow official Bortnikov is under suspicion himself but he has known Putin for decades. A tip on the Chechens proved invaluable to Ukraine's war planners and allowed Ukrainian special forces and regular troops to ambush the Chechen force. Killing many. It is also suspected that somebody within Putin's inner circle of spooks has given information to Ukraine's SBU domestic spy agency on plots to kill President Zelensky. Zelensky has survived a large number of assassination attempts, which have been foiled by Ukraine's elite troops as they closed in on the hero leader inside Kyiv. But now the Russian leader may be facing a growing plot against himself according to information leaked by Ukraine's Ministry of Defense main intelligence directorate. A Western source told the Daily Mirror last night, these rumors and suspicions within the Moscow inner circle will sow the seeds of paranoia and doubt in the leadership. There is no doubt that as the Russian elite feel the pinch of sanctions that they will be looking at the future with an eye on what a catastrophe this war is for them, and it's going to get worse. There is a significant suspicion that a small number of people might actually now try to get rid of the Russian president but whether they will succeed remains to be seen. Certainly they are being given an awful lot of encouragement by various influential figures in the West and the feeling amongst most people is that enough is enough. Crucially, although Ukraine has suffered immensely from this invasion it has wrongfooted Russia's military at every step predicting their military moves and crippling their forces. It is very possible that somebody has been leaking information and given every bit of encouragement to do so perhaps with an offer of a future in the West or even in Russia itself. Scottish Power to Exit the UK Industrial and Commercial Energy Market Scottish Power, owned by Spanish energy giant Iberdrola is set to stop selling energy to British industrial and commercial I&C, customers, it said on Tuesday. Energy suppliers have struggled in the face of soaring wholesale prices which hit record highs following Russia's invasion of Ukraine on fears of possible gas supply disruptions. The energy market is facing unprecedented challenges and we have taken the decision to exit the I&C market there is no impact on existing business customers, we will continue to honour all contracts and no employees are affected by this decision," a spokesperson said via email. The decision also comes amid media reports Gazprom marketing and trading retail, which supplies energy to some 20 per cent of British businesses is seeking a buyer and could be placed in government special administration as customers try to exit contracts and sever ties with the subsidiary of Russian state energy firm Gazprom. Centrica, owner of Britain's largest energy supplier British Gas, said earlier this month it would exit its gas supply agreements with Russian counterparts, principally Gazprom marketing and trading. We are aware that Gazprom Energy has a large presence in the non-domestic energy retail market. Gazprom's retail business continues to trade in the UK and customers should exercise their own commercial judgment with regards to energy supply contracts a government spokesperson said via email. More than 20 household energy suppliers went bust last year amid high prices before the Ukraine crisis. Mainly because a price cap designed to protect households meant they were often unable to pass on rising costs. No such protection is in place for business energy buyers, but prolonged high wholesale prices mean it is still difficult for costs to be passed on if long term contracts are in place. Could there be a third world war? Why Zelensky warned of a global conflict if Ukraine Russia peace talks fail? Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has warned a third world war could be sparked if potential talks with Vladimir Putin fail to achieve peace after Russia's invasion of his country. In a video interview on Wednesday, the leader said he's ready to meet with his Russian counterpart and said negotiations between the two leaders are crucial to ending the war and preventing another global war. He told CNN, If there's just 1% chance for us to stop this war, I think that we need to take this chance. If these attempts fail, that would mean a third world war, adding he believes Russian forces were working to exterminate Ukraine's civilian population. Unfortunately, our dignity is not going to preserve lives. So I think that we have to use any format to reach the possibility of talking to Putin," he said. Attacks on the doorstep of NATO. Mr Zelensky has repeatedly alluded to the potential of a global war since his country was invaded on 24 February, with Russia in some cases launching attacks just miles from NATO territory. On 14 March. Mr Zelensky issued a dire warning after an attack on the Yavriv International Center for Peacekeeping and Security A military training base just 25 kilometers from the Polish border brought the war to the doorstep of NATO. Mr Zelensky said, if you do not close our sky, it is only a matter of time before Russian missiles fall on your territory, on NATO territory, on the homes of NATO citizens an attack on a NATO member would likely provoke a response from all members of the alliance, including the UK and the US, as Article 5 of NATO's charter states that an attack on one member of NATO is an attack on all of its members. This means that if Russian bombs were to fall on a neighboring NATO state such as Poland, Latvia or Lithuania, even accidentally, it would be at war with all 30 NATO members. UK Cabinet Minister Sajid Javid underlined last week, if there was an attack on any NATO country, even just a single toe cap of a Russian soldier steps into NATO territory, it will be a war with NATO and NATO would respond. There would be a significant response from NATO if there was any kind of attack from Russia, we've been very, very clear on that. Fears of a global conflict have been at the forefront of the West's cautious response to the invasion of Ukraine. While Zelensky has repeatedly asked NATO to enforce a no fly zone, the prospect of Western troops shooting down Russian planes has been ruled out over fears of direct conflict with the nuclear armed power. Russia's Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov has said that such a conflict would trigger a devastating nuclear war while UK Defence Secretary Ben Wallace has said enforcing a no-zone fly would be tantamount to declaring war on Vladimir Putin's forces. Ambiguous red lines Fears of a Russian attack on NATO territory were also thought to be behind Joe Biden's decision to block a deal to hand over Polish fighter jets to Ukraine earlier this month, with the White House affirming its assessment is based on is how to prevent a world war. Mr Biden told the media, the idea that we're going to send in offensive equipment and have planes and tanks and trains going in with American pilots and American crews, just understand, that's called World War III, okay? Let's get it straight here, guys. However, the lines are not always so clear. Experts fear the world could stumble into a global conflict due to the ambiguous nature of Russia's threats, given the Kremlin has varyingly decried the supply of arms to Ukraine and the applications of Western sanctions both already in effect as acts of war. Mr Zelensky said Russia may have already started World War III as he dismissed US President Joe Biden's argument that his country can't give more assistance because it may escalate the situation. He told NBC News, nobody knows whether it may have already started. And what is the possibility of this war if Ukraine will fall, in case Ukraine will? And we've seen this 80 years ago, when the Second World War had started nobody would be able to predict when the full-scale war would start. Ukraine arrests yet another Zelensky hit squad of 25 sent by Putin. Russia's latest attempt to assassinate Ukrainian President Zelensky was foiled after a 25-man hit squad was arrested on the border with Slovakia, Kyiv has claimed. A team of more than two dozen trained killers was rounded up by police in Ujgorod, western Ukraine. While on their way to Kyiv last night, Bild reported. Kyiv counterintelligence sources told news agency Union the men were accompanied by a Russian Secret Service agent. They reportedly carried orders to kill Zelensky and infiltrate other elements of the Ukrainian government. Ujgorod borders neighboring Slovakia and lies just a few miles away from Ukraine's border with Hungary. According to Union, an anti-war faction within the Russian secret service itself tipped off Kyiv to the squad's whereabouts, dooming the team. The arrests appear to be just the latest unsuccessful effort to kill Ukraine's leader, followed more than a dozen separate kill attempts since the Russian invasion began last month. Zelensky has become the face of his nation's dogged and defiant war effort against invading Moscow but he has also made himself a key target for his nation's invaders, with Wagner mercenaries entering the country yesterday to kill Zelensky, the Ministry of Defense reported. Ukrainian Prime Minister Denaiz Shmihal and the Presidential Chief of Staff Andrei Yermak were listed as among the other alleged assassination targets. The Kremlin has long denied ties to the bloodthirsty Wagner Group a 600-strong mercenary squad deployed worldwide in favor of Moscow's interests. Intelligence reports claimed the highly trained fighters were waiting for the green light from the Kremlin to enter Ukraine. Operatives were reportedly given a 24-person kill list, including Ukraine's Prime Minister, the entire cabinet, Kyiv-mayor Vitaly Klitschko and his brother Vladimir both boxing champions who have become iconic figures on the front lines of the capital. The attack was sabotaged after the plans reached the upper echelons of the Ukrainian government, prompting Kyiv to declare a 36-hour hard curfew on March 5. According to Kyiv, this entailed keeping everyone indoors while authorities swept the streets for Russian saboteurs. Russia admits it's lost one-fifth of entire army, then mysteriously deletes data. Russia has moved swiftly to cover up reports it has lost almost 10,000 soldiers in Ukraine and another 16,000 have been injured. The staggering death toll was published on a pro-Kremlin website yesterday, before being quickly removed. To date. Russia has been tight-lipped on how many of its troops have been killed since it invaded Ukraine on 24 February, leading to speculation the latest figures have been leaked. Russia's defense ministry previously reported that it has lost 498 soldiers in Ukraine. But Monday's figures said Moscow has lost 9,861 soldiers with 16,153 injured putting the figure far higher. Ukraine has claimed Russia has suffered 15,000 casualties since the start of the war while Western intelligence puts the figure at 7,000. Yesterday's figures were published on the Komsomolskaya Pravda website as part of an update from Moscow's Defense Ministry. The death toll was swiftly removed from public view but remained on the website's archive. Vladimir Putin's assault on Ukraine has not gone to plan. While Russian troops have seized control of some areas, the Kremlin's advance on Kyiv has been slow and forces across the nation have met fierce resistance. Western experts have warned Mr Putin may switch tactics in the face of slow progress on the ground by increasingly concentrating on air attacks. A senior US defense official speaking on condition of anonymity, said Russia had increased air sorties over the past two days, carrying out as many as 300 in the past 24 hours. They also said Russian forces had fired more than 1,100 missiles into Ukraine since the invasion began. Ukraine's military said early Tuesday it had forced Russian troops out of a strategically important Kyiv suburb following fierce fighting. But Russian forces were partially able to take three northwest suburbs where there has been bitter fighting for weeks. While in the south, the besieged city of Miropol continues to be heavily attacked by Russian forces. Civilians attempting to escape the city have described fleeing through street-to-street gun battles and past unburied corpses. A UK intelligence report has allegedly said Moscow's forces are making significant breakthroughs and are effectively utilising drones to strike Ukrainian targets. The report, as quoted by the Daily Mail, explains how Russia has steadily increased its bombardment of various cities, particularly Mariupol, Kharkiv, Sumy and Chernihiv. UK defence analysts have also expressed concern that Russia's Kinjal hypersonic missile can bypass anti-missile defence systems. The intelligence report says Russia intends its total destruction of Mariupol to serve as a warning to other cities. It said, the pattern of destruction of food and water supplies, targeting of civilians, indiscriminate use of firepower to advance, is already being repeated elsewhere. This is based on effective lessons learned, by the Russians, in Syria. Western officials have previously warned Russia has enormous stocks of artillery ammunition and could maintain its bombardment of cities for weeks. Britain's chief of defense intelligence has also said Moscow had been forced to switch tactics in the face of slow progress on the ground turning instead to the reckless and indiscriminate use of firepower. The latest assessment of Mr Putin's offensive from the Institute for the Study of War, ISW, on 21 March said Russian forces continued to make slow but steady progress and shell civilian infrastructure in Mariupol, and did not conduct offensive operations in northeastern Ukraine and have been unable to solve logistics issues. It further added. Russian forces did not conduct any offensive operations toward the northeastern Ukrainian cities of Chernihiv, Sumy, or Kharkiv in the last 24 hours. Former Tory MEP causes uproar after calling Zagary Ratcliffe ungrateful. A former Tory MP has sparked fury across social media following his comments about Nazanin Zaghari Ratcliffe, which prompted others to call her ungrateful. On Thursday, the British Iranian mother, 43, landed back in Britain after being detained in Iran for six years. The UK finally agreed to settle a £400 million debt dating back to the 1970s. Speaking in public for the first time since her release at a press conference, Zagary Radcliffe criticised the government for the time it took to secure her freedom. Her husband thanked the government. Which led Zagrey Ratcliffe to respond, I do not really agree with him on that level. That is unprecedented given the politics of the UK. I love you, Richard, respect whatever you believe, but I was told many, many times that, oh, we're going to get you home. That never happened. Zagrey Ratcliffe's comments didn't go down too well with ex Conservative MEP for East of England, David C. Bannerman. He took to Twitter, saying, I do hope she's not biting the hand that saved her. Does she bear no responsibility for being in a country with such a nasty regime? Some favoured Bannerman's comments, calling her ungrateful. One added, I feel the same. Sick of hearing about this woman who shouldn't have been there in the first place. In another instance. A caller on LBC accused Zagary Ratcliffe of being politically orientated, saying she donate all the money from potential book deals to charity. If she hadn't gone to visit family in the first place, she wouldn't have got into trouble in the first place they added. Others, however, were disgusted and hit back at the former MP. Tulip Siddiq, MP for Hampstead and Kilburn said she owes it to Zagari Radcliffe to ask why it took so long to bring her back. So, I've written to Tom Tujang Dutt, the chair of the Foreign Affairs Select Committee, to ask for a review into what happened in Nazanin's case she said. Siddiq said she would ask the committee to look at two issues one of which is related to a 2013 incident when three Iranian officials came to the UK to negotiate the debts repayment, she said. They were arrested at Heathrow Airport and then detained in a UK detention centre. I spoke to ex-foreign secretary Jack Straw yesterday, who said he never got to the bottom of why that happened, she said. The second thing I'll be asking the Foreign Affairs Select Committee to look at if they accept the inquiry is to look at why there was a deal made last year which then fell through and the money wasn't paid, then, either. And I want to know why the deal fell through, why it took so long to pay the debt, and I also want to look at the wider issue of taking hostages, which Iran has done. We hope that you have enjoyed our podcast we thank you for your support. We hope to see you again next time.